guys, welcome back to Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am KB. And I'm Angel. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. tonight? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. I've been, you know, dieting, eating my vegetables and detoxing. Mm. You know, you start feeling like life again, you know? Right, real lightweight over there. Right, real lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about self-love and can that have the possibility of turning turning into self-idolization? Do you think that's possible, Fran? Definitely think it's possible, for sure. Yeah. And the only reason this, this topic is kind of personal to me because I think at a moment of me um, going through my self-love journey and self-healing and all of those things, I didn't realize that that was possible. You know, I didn't know that there was any such thing as self-idolization. When we think about idolizing things, we think we think totally about, um, we think totally about um, just idolizing another thing or another person we never really think about idolizing ourselves and what that looks like so um it it really came to me one day as I was of course having my guide time and reading my bible and um you know after I got after I kind of got done and I prayed a little bit and um I kind of was asking myself like you know you know I had to take a look at in the mirror and ask myself like you know do I really love myself and I think as I asked myself that question all of these things came flooding my mind and they were answers to my questions like well if you loved yourself you wouldn't overspend if you loved Mm. yourself you wouldn't you know feed yourself these types of foods when you know they're not good for you if you loved yourself you would do better about your body if you loved yourself you know you wouldn't allow certain people and certain things into your space who you know don't feed you positively and pour into you if you loved yourself you know you would be spending more time in your spiritual life and not worrying about everything else right so after having that revelation and all of those things hitting me I was like that's crazy like here I am thinking that I've gone through this self-love journey, pampering myself, pouring into myself, um, at times reading my word, not all of the times, um, and just really trying to give myself what I thought I needed, right? And it became, and I'm not going to lie, in the beginning it was more of reading my Bible, more of seeking God, more of meditating and all of those things. But I think after a while, it started to become just about me. Mm -hmm. It started to become, oh, well, if it don't suit me, I'm not going. If it don't add to me, I'm not going. If it's not good for me, I'm not going. If it's, you know, it was just a lot of, I'm not, I'm not going or I'm not necessarily into it as much if it doesn't have anything to do with me and everything was about me and everything was about what I wanted and how I wanted. And I started to become a little selfish, right? And we do tell ourselves sometimes, you know, I know you and I have talked and I've had moments where I've been like, 
or friend. I'm. It, it's okay to be selfish. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm selfish all the time. You know, because we do a lot for people in our our lives, our families, and things like that. You know, we are we're very present to other people all the time. So for me, being selfish sometimes for myself was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I deserve to be selfish. I deserve to be. But when it came down to the self-seeking piece where I was no longer seeking a spiritual connection mm-hmm. when I was no longer seeking even self-love anymore mm-hmm. like and when I say I wasn't seeking self-love anymore I wasn't taking care of myself you know, I wasn't, I was just telling myself that I was, and I was making myself believe that I was, you know, I was making myself think that I'm taking care of myself and I'm doing this, but really what I was doing was I was isolating myself and I started self-idolizing, you know, I don't want to say putting myself on a pedestal or thinking that I'm better than anybody. That's not what I mean by self-idolization. I mean... I literally was looking at myself as if I needed to do all of these things for me. It was more about me than it was about anybody. Mm-hmm. And that became, it became a point where, it, and to be honest with you, it kind of scared me when, you know, when it was revealed to me in that light. It kind of scared me because I never want to be a person that I idolize anything, but you know what I have in spirit with whom I serve, right? Mm-hmm. I never want to seek out myself or seek out anybody else because what we most times don't understand about seeking is that if if you do seek, you do find, right? And sometimes. Mm-hmm. In that seeking, you find something that you don't want. You find something in somebody that you don't want that wasn't for you, that you should have never, that should have never been present in your life, even when it comes to yourself. You know, you're seeking out yourself. You find yourself doing things that are not good for you or doing things, and you're thinking that you're loving on yourself because you're doing these things for yourself and you're giving yourself what you want. And not understanding that even seeking out yourself, like, that may not be what you need at the time. I definitely remember the times where you would always say, I take good care of myself. I'm going to make sure I have whatever it is I want. I'm going to, this is what I work, I work hard. (laughs) And I wouldn't, I don't think even at that point, I didn't think. You know, you were necessarily wrong, but hearing the journey you went on thereafter, where you realized some things about yourself, I can definitely see where you transitioned out of that space. But even to your point, I can definitely see how it could become self-idolization because you kind of put in your head how you're so worthy of all these things and not saying that you're not. The issue is when you idolize these things. So you put in your head, you're so worthy of all these things. You're not even paying attention to you having all these things. How is it affecting you? Like you said, mentally, financially, 
health wise. Like you're just so caught up in being doing it for in you. In a space of exactly in a space of I deserve it. Like I can remember hearing people say, I work hard. I deserve this, this, or that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that it's it's anything wrong with that if you're doing that responsibly. I I stuck at self-care. I I got too many other things going on. I need some prayer, y'all. He gonna fix it. So I can't really speak for it for myself where I was in a space where I kind of was so into self-care that it kind of became an idolization like we're speaking about. But I can see how that happens. Like, although you weren't in a place where you put yourself on a pedestal, just think about the people that are mostly in most situations, I'm not going to say every, but in singles, let's say you're a single person as you were at the time. And of course, in that space, you want to make sure you're okay. You want to make sure you're feeding into yourself, but then you start putting these things in your own head. Well, if I can do this for myself, I don't need a man to come around and do, and not saying you should have to need a man, but we not going to sit up here and act like a person does not want to have companionship. So when you're in that space and you're feeling like, oh, I I can do this for myself. I can do that. I don't need nobody else. I don't need to go in these rooms because all I can say to that, and you my friend, and I know I can say it to you and plus you're past that, how dare you? Like, how Mm -hmm. dare you put yourself in a place where you feel in certain situations you should not be there because you've put yourself on this level you don't know who was in that room that God needed you to minister to or somebody was there to minister to Mm -hmm. you that you didn't even know that you needed like we have to sometimes start checking ourselves because if you so caught up in feeling like you're here because you do all these things and you pour all this stuff into yourself as you should and I'm going to say it again it's not Mm -hmm. the fact that you're taking good care of yourself it's the fact that you put it in your mind that nobody can match your level of pouring into you, taking being your companion, you. Uh-huh. taking care of you. Right. Like it's literally like a, how dare we ever get to that space? Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, it's such a thin line that, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I love God. Like, since you've known me, that's I, I'll say it in a minute. I love God. Like, mm-hmm. so for me to be in a space where I was quote unquote calling myself self-loving on me and have got gotten outside of my spiritual life and was no longer seeking that or seeking the God in which I serve, like it really kind of turned the tables for me. Mm-hmm. Like it really did put, and I think, and I, if I can be a hundred percent honest, you are right. Like most of that probably came from a previous relationship where I was hurt and probably trying to overcome whatever battles and trauma I had experienced in that relationship mm-hmm. and only wanted to pour into myself and was just afraid and had a fear that if I let anybody else in or you know, if anybody else did get close to me, which is why I maybe isolated myself, you know, that, you know, I felt like I couldn't trust people. So yeah. letting those people in, there was a fear and a wall put up at 
after that, I do believe now, now that we're speaking about it, because, and that's why it always, oh, it's so important for us to be like level-headed and clear and do a lot of self-reflection when we leave a relationship and take that time. Because if you don't, you will find yourself doing other things, although you're trying not to react from what you just experienced, the trauma you just went through, all the hurt and the pain year after year after year, you Mm -hmm. tend to formulate that in another way. And so now you're living out your life still holding on to that trauma just in another way. And I think that that's essentially what was happening to me. You know, Mm -hmm. I was having a traumatic moment because not only did I go through a breakup, like I had just lost my mom. So for me, it was a very traumatic moment in my life. And I have been prior to that, I have been on a self-love healing journey for maybe what two years before that two to three years before that so to get to that point where I just decided I put up a wall Mm -hmm. which I'm just now realizing I put up this wall and I kind of sheltered myself in protection of people who I felt like probably had the possibility of hurting me or getting too close to me Um, I didn't want to go anywhere and I didn't want to be involved in anybody and and unfortunately sometimes we miss out on the people who maybe did have what we needed to pour into us because we had that wall up and thinking oh I can do this for myself that becomes pride that becomes self-seeking that becomes self-idolization and then that those all of those things are totally against the total opposite of love of what love is right it's like I'm not knowing that I'm not loving myself but I'm telling it's crazy because it's like I'm telling myself that I'm loving on myself because I'm giving myself whatever I want and like you said I'll be clear about it like oh I'm gonna give me what I want for me like I'm gonna do for me if nobody else does for me I'm gonna make it happen for me and I'll I'll run up a check on myself. I don't care. I'll go to Ulta Beauty and run up a bag on me because I felt like I, th- I that was me loving on myself. But and it in can reality, kinda come, it can kind of also come from a place where like again I don't do well with self care I I need to work on it but in my experience it it didn't really come from a form of self care it just came a a place of protection like you said so you kind of built this wall and and then you see all these people you're protecting or feel you're protecting yourself from on the other side of the wall and it kind of becomes I'm going to show you I got me I don't need you for nothing. You know, like, I'm going to make sure I'm okay. Exactly. And in doing so, it's like, who you who you proving this to? You or yourself. Right. Like, seriously, because if you're really sitting here and you're loving on yourself, you spread that. Yeah. There you was a post I put up. To, there was a post that I put up today that said, um, you, don't, you don't seek revenge because bad fruit end up falling or something like that I think it said I can't remember but yeah you don't seek revenge you know on on people because 
when you are seeking revenge, it's like you have to do something outside of your character to get back at this person. You're harming yourself. And most times in harming ourselves, we don't even know it because we turn bitter or we're revengeful. I never wanted to be bitter in leaving any of my relationships. I never wanted to be bitter. No matter how bad they hurt me throughout the time and process, I never wanted to be bitter because I knew that it would affect me more than them. However, Mm -hmm. trying my hardest not to be bitter in a season where loss was just inevitable, right? It just was happening for me. Like, it was... It was just like, you know, you lose a parent and then the person who is there helping you through it, at that point, you break off with them and it's like, well, oh my God, like now I'm grieving two situations, you know what I mean? And it was hard. Your mom and the relationship. Yeah, for sure. And it was hard. And I think that... In doing so, I I did have to tell myself because it was a very um, emotional moment for me and a time where I felt very alone and very much by myself and I had to figure out how to get myself up, right? I had mm-hmm. to figure out how to pull myself up out of this hole that I, I was in. And in doing so, all I could tell myself was, I'm just going to love on me. I'm just going to give myself whatever I want. I'm going to buy myself whatever I want. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. And that's what I did. And and that's a perfect, perfect example of masking and not feeling. Mm -hmm. Because we get so caught up in not wanting to feel that hurt when it's very necessary. But we get so caught up in not wanting to feel it that we start replacing it with things, whether it be mm. someone else or whether it be, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go spend this money or whether it be I'm going to take this trip knowing I should be doing something more responsible. You fill the space with things instead of sitting in that and feeling that hurt and working through it. And then one day you you wake up from being in the clouds and now you crying out to God because it's like, how did I get here? Now I got to sort through how did I get here and still grieve these situations and relationships. Right. The really odd thing about that is that you know, you've known me for years. So you know how I operate, right? You know that anytime I have anything that I, I deal with, I have to sit in it. Right. I have to sit in in order to feel it, in order to overcome it, to get through it and to be well again. Right. Like I have to whatever comes with that crying, laying in the bed for a full 24 hours, not eating, not showering, not, you know, I'm, I'm giving you all the inside on me because I'm just being honest. I'm being 100 percent here. That is just what I have to do. And the very odd thing about what I went through in the time that my self-love turned into self-idolization was that I was trying to do those things and I thought that those were things that I was doing. I thought that I was allowing myself to feel, right? And I think grieving is a very strange thing to go through because Mm -hmm. it takes you on so many different rides, like... And we're not going to get into, you know, 
that per se, but I just want to say that because I know that that altered a lot of how I did, how I would originally deal with things that I was hurting from and going through. It just turned everything over like it flipped me like a coin. Like I, connecting. Yeah, nothing was connecting. Nothing was making sense. Um, even you know the things that I would normally do for myself: sit down and journal, read my word. I couldn't do those things. Like I just mm-hmm. couldn't. I couldn't do. I couldn't do very much of nothing. So the only thing that I did know to do was to do what was best for me. Half the time, I could barely get up and do a full facial for myself. And you know, anybody that knows me, they know I got a 10-step routine. So if I could barely get up and do a full facial for me, and I'm just going through my days, washing my face and just doing, you know, I'm not necessarily self-loving on myself, but then I'll hop in my car and go out and go on a shopping spree, buy me some things, or I'll get online and I'll order up a bunch of stuff, you know, plan to do things and just spend money. And it really got me to a point of, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I just thought that I was, those things made me feel good. Right. And I thought that I was doing well because for a long time after my mom passed, I couldn't even shop because we did that together. So that really forced me into really thinking that, you know, oh, I'm self-loving on myself or I'm giving myself what I need right now because this feels good. It makes me feel better. I'm in a better headspace, you know, mm-hmm. and those things were only momentary. Those things really were only momentary. And I have had moments where I sat there, but like I said, this, going through grief is so hard. Like it's something that if you haven't gone through it, you cannot tell somebody how to what it looks like even if you have gone through it you can't tell somebody how to what it's gonna look like what it's gonna feel like for them what it's gonna be for them because it's different for everybody and in my process that self-love that I was doing to myself turned into self-idolization because I was not imputing all of those things that really were a world of substance anymore you know like I was no longer mm-hmm. pouring into myself the right way I wasn't pouring into myself and spiritual things and this or that and I think I had an awakening moment and I told you one day friend like I realized I haven't been reading my bible like I used to I think we had a conversation about that mm-hmm. and I was like that's kind of weird to me and I just need to get back on it. I just know I need to get back on it. I, I slowly felt myself going in a direction that I did not want to be in. And I think that right. before I even had the realization of knowing that I was self-idolizing, and we know that's completely opposite of having a spiritual life. And this is not a spiritual channel. I'm just going to be clear on that. We love God over here. We love everybody, but this is not a spiritual channel. But I am somebody who is going to talk about my experiences. And me talking about this is really trying to explain that when I found myself outside of my spiritual life in itself, I realized I was self-idolizing. 
and you can't do them both. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Let me cut you off really, really quick. I feel like I've, I've found myself hearing you in multiple episodes have to stop and give a disclaimer about what this channel is, what it's about, and who we are. That will be the last time I allow you to give that disclaimer because at this point, it, whether you you knew here or you've been listening all this time, we said it a billion times. God plays a big factor in our life and we will not keep explaining who he is to us, how we feel about him. He going to come up. That's just what it is. It is for you or it is not. So that disclaimer will not happen again. We are who we are. This channel is what it is. And either you going to rock or you not. But I'm sorry. Yeah. I just had to put that out there. No, it's fine. And I completely and 100% agree with you. But I do have to let people know because I don't want to get outside of really talking about the context in which we're speaking. But I also have to have them understand and relay that this has a lot to do with my spiritual life. Right? Like, I can sit here and and talk about self-idolizing and not talk about God but they go hand in hand for me and what my how my life is set up and what I've experienced and it may very well be the same thing for a lot of you out there who you know are spiritual and who are not spiritual but just you know speaking on the fact that self-idolization does actually exist I, I had no idea I had no clue and it's just very important that when we are doing things for ourselves we just have to make sure that yeah it's okay it's okay sometimes to be selfish but it's also okay to do things for people and let people in but also have enough of a spiritual life with who you serve to be able to discern when yeah to be able to discern when and who you should be dealing with and at what time Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely got to have boundaries for yourself because being in that space, you couldn't have no boundaries. You were just so self-seeking mm. and self-centered and it was all about what it is I need. You know, I've, I've been there, but not in this realm. You know, I put myself in a, oh, it's all about me place before and wasn't allowing people to come in and it was only because it's a defense ne- mechanism we know mm-hmm. that you know you're just trying to keep the outside out so you won't have to feel it on the inside literally you know what I'm saying right. so I can definitely understand that and how you just get lost in that and, and I'm sure it's a lot of people that can relate to it and maybe you didn't realize it you know, till now, or maybe you have realized it, but you have to make sure it's, it's like you said, it's a very thin line, very right. thin line It is between fear and self-idolization. You just have to make sure that in everything that you're doing, that you're not isolating yourself or you're not feeling as though nobody else can add value to you in no way, or even vice versa, because like I said before, you don't know who God is going to place in your path for you to either be able to pour into or them into you. And sometimes we don't know what we need until it shows up and we think it's out the blue, but all the time God already knew it. Right. Yep. You're right, friend. You are completely right. 
I don't know, guys. I just, you know, you can always let us know which, how you feel about it. But I am going to really just, and I talked about this on my TikTok and I said, I'm going to talk about this one day on the podcast because I felt like I needed to talk about this, not necessarily just for me, but I think with the way that the world is today, how big of a social media presence there is out there for a lot of people, um, that world creates a a certain self-idolizing platform for a lot of people and it's so easy to want to become a content creator these days right all you have to do is to have a camera and a platform and that platform is free free 99 and that's all you have to do but what happens to a lot of people is they have to step outside of their original or their main character and they have to formulate a different type of a character online in order to get attention and in that in that seeking that attention now you are doing all of these things to get attention from people right and although it's not self-seeking you're seeking something outside of what you should be seeking that could keep you upright or keep you, you know, in a good headspace. And I see it happen so much. And it's so easy. I'm sometimes on Instagram or other platforms and I see myself like, oh, I like this outfit because baby, I love, I love clothes. I love shoes. I love anything fashion. <laughs> And I'm looking on, oh, this is so nice. Like, mm, yeah, let me go and find this. I'll put this in a cart. And a lot of times I order. I'm not going to lie. A lot of times I see things I order. And a lot of times I waste a lot of money because what is perpetrated on there is not what you receive in real life. And that's just like anybody's page or content that they put out you're not going to get what you see on that page. And a lot of times I haven't. I do not work for Instagram anymore. Yeah. 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 A lot of times I don't order from there anymore because it just tends to be that. Like you just don't get, and that, that goes for what people have to put out on these platforms and how, you know, how they try to show you and tell you that their life is this and, this is what they're doing and they show you all these pictures and all of this content that looks so beautiful and so nice and so uplifting and all of this and they may be living a whole nother life it may not be they may be struggling yeah they may be struggling spending their last dime to try to get to an island just to take pictures for content exactly that's why I said before like you don't know who these people are once they turn off that camera or before they posted that picture what they went through to get there like even to just speak about us coming to this place to to do the podcast and I know I talked to you about it before and I just felt like for me like I'm a type of person that I always try to figure out how people operate and why they operate the way they operate right so we've already we've seen people who were not big in followers or not is big in in fame and then one day they get fame out the blue and then they just like a totally different person 
and then be like, okay, to me, I'm like, okay, well, how do you get there? How do you come from being this person? Now you have more, but even your personality is changing. So when we toy with the idea of first doing YouTube and all this, I'm like, I don't want to change because in my mind, I can't understand how a person because becomes someone else so far removed from themselves because I could not understand it. It kind of scared me, right? Because it's like, how do you get there? How do you just change like that? And it's that thin line. Yeah, because it's possible. I don't want that. So I'm like, oh, we like, okay, we're going to do it. And I'd be like, no, maybe we shouldn't. And then it was like, okay, we're going to do it. And I'm like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Okay, let's do it. But I don't want to be on camera. I, I just feel like I did not, I'm not a person that wears makeup unless I'm getting professional photos done. I'm a mom. Nine times out of ten, I'm dressed like a mom unless I got somewhere to go. So I just felt like I did not want to change these things about myself because I always have to be on camera now. And because the way social media is, you ha you're held to a standard if you're going to be putting yourself out there or you're going to be scrutinized a lot. I don't care what people say about me, but do I want to have to deal with that? No. So for a long time, it was like I was putting all these restrictions on how we going to do it, how we going to do it. So that one day it was like we randomly recorded an episode, right? After recording many episodes, but this random day we recorded a recent episode. And me and KB had a conversation about doing it. And even in that conversation, it was like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just 86 the whole idea because we've been, what we know deep down in our soul is God brought us together to do something bigger than the both of us. We've been knowing that for years, right? So we just talk about all the time, like, what, what are we going to do? What can we do? We've done fundraisers. We've done, you know cancer walks and you had the vested like all types of things we've, we've been trying different things out and we have all these in-depth conversations between the two of us so we like okay people need to hear this I'm sure it's people that feel like this or I'm sure it's people that you know might not know how to connect this with that so and one day she just we just decided she woke I woke up one day to a message like I'm gonna put it out I figured it out I'm gonna put it out and this was another moment for me where God said, go. I'm like, do it. Okay, cool. Do it. We'll do it this way. But even getting to that point, I say all that to say, I just never want to change who I am or change my core. And again, because I don't know how a person brain operates to get to that space, it scares me. Yeah. So it kind of holds me back from doing some things. But And I don't even think... It may not even have anything to do with uh, a person thinking like I, just experiencing what I experienced. It's not a it's not necessarily a switch that you flip on and flip off like, oh, I'm going to be this person today. It kind of gradually pushes you into being that character like you mm -hmm. if you don't stand firm on us and have a foundation to stand on you eventually start to make choices that evolves you into a whole nother character yeah. and in making those choices that could be putting yourself in certain places that could be consuming certain things that could be dressing a certain it could be anything you know what I mean yeah. like 
the more that you do different things that are outside of your normal character, eventually you will evolve into something else. And I don't think it's necessarily a mind where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm just going to be this type of person or I'm going to be this. Yeah, you can do that, but you can only do that for a little while. But when you are constantly making choices to do things, and that's how it happened with me when I, went, when I really thought about it and I sat down like, wow, I was really doing that to myself I really had to think like you started doing this and then you started doing that and then it brought you into this and then you brought you into that and it was just like oh my god like I was really turning into a whole nother person yeah and I had no idea I don't want to make it seem like anybody evolving I feel is wrong it's to me I everybody should evolve we should forever evolve I just feel like we need to be mindful and pay attention to what we're evolving to and making sure that it is not removing us from who we are at our core right that's very important yeah the evolution can definitely be good or it can be bad it depends again depends on the choices that you make so if you are out here making bad choices just know eventually all of those bad choices add up and either you become those choices or you have to sit in them and that is just what it is that's just the fact of it all and I experienced it for myself and it was just not a pretty sight when I had to look myself in the mirror and realize what I had done to myself unintentionally. I wasn't even intending on doing it. I wasn't half thinking some of the times. It was just, I'm going to do what I think feels great for me. I'm not going to hold nothing back. I'm not going to listen. I don't know. Sometimes I call myself a walking contradiction because I'll say one thing and mean a whole nother thing. Or I'll say, and I do, you know, friend, you be like, friend, you said mm-hmm. this, but I, I'm literally like, I don't know why I'm like that, but I literally call myself a walking contradiction because I'll say one thing and I'll be feeling it and I'll do something else. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not feeling that no more and just do something else. But it's just a matter of, how quick I am to be able to filter myself out into, you know, another space. But I think that a lot of that has come with me being a whole nother character. Like I'm slowly still healing, slowly still, you know, evolving back into my spiritual life and, you know, trying to create more of a stable mind and a stable environment for myself and, it's not easy like it's not easy coming coming back to what you know even though you already know it it's not easy it's not easy when you gotta face yourself like it's one thing to be able to be like you did this to me and speaking about somebody else but we got to sit with yourself and it's like you did this to me I did this to myself like you know like it is not easy facing yourself and and it happens you know we all have to go through it at some point in different facets of life like it just happens it's a part of life yeah it's just at some point you just have to be mindful of all the things that you do 
and pay attention as to how it is shaping you and your life actions. Yeah. Amen to that. How it's shaping you and your life actions. Mm. That was deep, friend. <laughs> Don't start. Here she goes. That was deep. <laughs> No, seriously, like I can I can see it. Like I said, I, I've never experienced it in the facet of self-care, but I have I'm I'm knowing I had experiences where in and being in a space where I wanted to protect myself, I self-idolized and did things or bought things or went places when I should have just been trying to focus on my mental and get yeah. right with myself and God yeah. to be better from whatever I was running and protecting myself from. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. I don't know. Mm. Well, all I got to say is, y'all, let us know what y'all thinking. Have you found yourself in a place of self-idolization? Are you currently on a self-love journey? And if you are, just be careful to, you know, always include and make sure you're standing yourself, standing on a foundation, you know, on something that is a higher power than you that can guide you on a right path and get you to where you need to be. Because sometimes when we make our choices, our choices and our ways are not always the ways to go. Um, definitely can lead you down the wrong path, especially if your heart is broken or you have been through some type of trauma. Sometimes the choices that we make just coming off of those things are not good choices. Exactly. Would you be willing to share a thing or two about like what were some things you did to get out of that space once you realized you were there? Like, I immediately stopped drinking. I went on, um, you know, I was a wine drinker for a long time and prior years before that I was a tequila drinker. So I drank tequila mm-hmm. and so I love me a good margarita. And then eventually I started more getting more back into, you know, drinking more margaritas and more, you know, going out and just having drinks. Then it wasn't margarita. Then it was shots. And it was all of these, you know, other types of drinks on top of wine, right? Um, And it was just because I had the time and the availability to do it and the money. And I, that was the first thing I was like, okay, the first thing I know I have control over is that I'm going to stop drinking. And so I completely went on a fast and I completely stopped drinking, um, And I think I was on a fast for probably about a month of no drinks at all um, outside of water and like just the regular stuff to drink. Um, Yeah, that's what I began with. And then just getting back into, you know, my Bible, having my God time because I wasn't that I made that a priority. I definitely, you know, I had to not just make it a priority, but I had to set a time and schedule that out so that I wasn't um, missing those moments that I could spend Mm -hmm. and have time to, you know, build my spiritual life back up. Because I thought that that was important. That that to me is my foundation. If Mm -hmm. I don't have that and I'm not strong and have 
a strong relationship with God, then I'm not a lot of things, right? Like, I think I'm pretty freaking awesome, but I'm not a lot of things if I don't have that foundation. You know, I'm just, you know, what I was sitting on the couch and spending money and doing all of these negative things. So I think that, um, yeah, me going on a fast, not drinking, and um, definitely getting back into my work. Those are the two prominent things that I feel like kind of switched, flipped the switch for me and got me back into really being more focused and more driven and, you know, wanting to do better about myself. I'm now and have been practicing to eat better. That is also not easy. I want some chicken and I want some of this and I want because prior to you know my mom passing I was vegan for four years and now I want some chicken like you know I I gave that up I started eating chicken I started eating beef I started eating steak whatever like I'm eating it you know I gave that up um after my mom passed because I was like I'm forgetting I'm giving myself what I want and um Yeah, so I'm now trying to just work on my diet and get a little bit more controlled in that area. So that's pretty much it. Staying focused. You realized it, you worked at it, and you're better. And I, for one, appreciate you sharing your journey and even breaking it down and explaining it because it, I mean, like I said, although I didn't experience it in that way it helped me understand ways that I might have experienced and I'm sure other people can relate to it so I definitely appreciate you you know sharing that yeah no problem you know I'm a, I'm a oversharer oh I'm gonna always tell y'all so if she let me I'm gonna tell you <laughs> if she don't stop me and be like, like friend you can't that. talk about that friend okay dang <laughs> or not today <laughs> Not today, friend. Not today, friend. Like, we're not going into that today because I'm going to talk about it. Well, let's get into some Would You Tell. You ready? Would You Tell. Yeah, I'm ready. What you got? (laughs) All right, here's the first one. If your sister introduced you to her friend Amanda and y'all started to hang out on the regular... You knew Amanda was married because she talked about her husband all the time. One day, she invited you and your sister over to her house for dinner with her family. And when she introduced you to her husband, you noticed he is a guy you had met a few months back on a dating app and had been regularly dating and you were really into him. Would you tell? I'm definitely going to tell my friend, but not Amanda, because I don't know Amanda. So you're going to tell your sister? Yeah, I'll tell my sister. Okay. As, as soon so, as we leave, like, girl, you do know I know that lady husband. <laughs> you would have stayed? I would have had to get on up out of there, because listen. No, I would have stayed, because I wouldn't want it to, it to be awkward, or I would have stayed. Baby, I would have stayed. I'm sick. I'm sick. I need to leave, and... <laughs> I'm telling my sister too because she would have definitely stayed because even at that point I would assume that he and I was not talking um and I just think when you get an invite from somebody's house you're supposed to be cordial so if I got an invite like 
I'm not saying I'm trying to be her friend, Amanda's friend, but I'm saying I at least want to be cordial enough and not give, you know, no kind of vibes like, oh, she, why would she get up and leave? Or, you know, why would this? And then now my sister got an answer to why I got up and left. Let's add some context. Okay, now you over there. Y'all sitting at the dinner table. Y'all just had a date two days ago. Mind you, you're falling for him. Wait, no, wait. So you said two days ago. I thought you said months back. <laughs> no, I said you met him you months ago and you months have back. been regularly dating him okay. and you're falling for him. So y'all oh, just went on your one currently. Oh, that changes the game. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't. Right. So, let me break it down to you again. You met him a few months back. Y'all have been regularly dating and you're falling for him. You show up at her house and that's her husband. How do you sit and break bread with this man? I'm not. (laughs) Knowing you have. Now that I know that that's the insight, because I guess I misunderstood you at first, but. Now that I know that's the inside, no. And as a matter of fact, ma'am, we're about to have a talk at this dinner because your husband. So you I'm in love like with him. <laughs> I've been dating him. <laughs> and you probably and if you don't beside him, but ma'am, let me tell you, we've been dating. right. And if you don't so believe you me, tell. here's the app. I would definitely tell Amanda, ma'am, because at this point, sir, you're trying to play me. Like you would tell her at the dinner. Yes, right then and there. You think, oh. I, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm about to turn and flip this table upside down because he no, lied. what are you talking baby, about? Baby, she lying. Baby, baby, she lying. Ma'am, here's the app right here, Amanda. What else do you need? You can <laughs> listen. That's your husband. You can do what you will with this information, but I'm letting you know. Okay. Listen, I would definitely tell, but and I and I'm taking a muffin off the table and then leaving. Not taking a muffin. <laughs> I ain't come, I was hungry before I got here. I thought I was coming to eat. Now y'all done messed up. I'm taking one of these muffins. Listen, <laughs> she uh, she telling, she effing is she yeah, taking, taking a muffin before she go. Listen, I'm going to tell, but I'm gonna have to exit. I'm gonna have to tell her tomorrow. We gonna have to meet up, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have I to know tomorrow. Her. We we about to do this right now because I feel like if you give time in between him seeing you. And he gonna try to explain it. He gonna try to finagle it. He gonna try to figure out a way. You know how men are. They gonna he gonna try to lie. He's gonna try to like do something to get her in the mind frame of not believing me. No, while we're here right now, ma'am, here's my live phone with facts on it. Your husband in my inbox, and we have been dating. We have been seeing each other. Here's his phone number, and here's all our text messages. What else do you need? Handle him as you will, and I'm gonna take this muffin and go home because I'm hungry. So and your I husband just ate my dinner. Like, you know how I am about marriage. You know how I am about marriage. Not this night, baby. That's I don't think different. you're wrong because I would tell. I would tell. Baby, that's different. You okay? So let me just let me just say this. Yes. I am a firm believer in marriage. I am a firm believer in a unit. I am a firm believer, but I am, I do not believe in a man or a woman cheating on their husband or putting themselves in position, position to cheat. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. How can I be a person that says that I love a unit, a unity between two people when I know one of them people been in my inbox and I've been seriously dating him and falling in love with him and sit there and look his wife in the face and be like, oh, I'm glad you guys are married. No, ma'am, he's cheating on you. 
And if it's not me, it's going to be somebody else. You, Your marriage is your marriage. You can decide what you want to do with this. But this has also affected me. And I'm letting you know what type of man you have. You it's that simple. Friend, you can deal with it how I'll you want to deal. I'll be mad for me. I'll be mad for her. And I'm mostly mm. mad that you made this decision for me. Like, I, you decided I wanted to mess with a married man. Are you crazy? Right. And you didn't That's... tell me. You played me. I don't know. Mm-mm. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and taking a muffin. <laughs> taking a muffin. I'm standing beside over. that. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the next one. If you and I were out shopping and while leaving the store, security stopped us saying we were stopped for suspicion of stealing. When they took us to the back, I whispered and told you I hid something in my coat and I dropped it out while we were being walked to the back and I wasn't sure if security would find it. Security came back saying they found it and wanted to know which one of us stole it. And if we didn't tell, we both were going to jail. Well, friend, I know you're going to tell on me. If it was me, I know you would tell. <laughs> I said, would you tell? Those, I ain't say would tell what I, I already would know you tell. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell. Because going to me, I feel like if you... No, listen, no face, no case. Who, sir, who, you didn't see me drop it? You didn't see neither one of us drop it? How you know we dropped it? It's that simple. Represent herself in court. It's at that you don't even got to do all that. Because we got to that point. I'm Olivia Pope, sir. Nobody dropped anything. No face, no case. Because <laughs> we don't get that. I'm like, Your Honor, Your Honor, it was me. I did it. Let my people go free. It was Let me. Let my people go. <laughs> Don't even tell on yourself, friend. Why would you I'm tell on myself? Because I shouldn't have been doing it. I tell on anybody, no. and that anybody includes me. I'm not telling on me, and I'm not telling on you. I'm just going to be like, uh, no, I don't, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where that came so, from. And I would hope so that you would be standing beside me like, she's right. I don't know where that came from either. <laughs> <laughs> can't guarantee that friend so what's the conversation like okay let's just say we don't tell we get charged we get bonded out or whatever the case may be what's the next conversation like when we talk you i know what you'll be like don't you ever do nothing like that again why wouldn't you tell me you wanted it i would have got it for you that would have been a conversation. I would be like, friend, why the hell would you steal that? <laughs> At that point, I'm cussing. <laughs> At that point, I'm cussing you clean out. Why the, what the is wrong with you? You know, you I could have paid for that. No. <laughs> That's where the boundary lies. Yeah, and then every time you ask me, I'll be like, friend, you know you steal. Why would I go with you? <laughs> Like, that I can't one time. I can't trust you anymore. I'm scared to go to dinner with you. You might steal a muffin. Listen, not the muffin. Listen, this, this detox and veggie plan. She I want a muffin. Got her stuff all on the episode. I want a muffin, guys. I want a muffin. Oh my god! First of all, I would not take a muffin. Because nine times out of ten, oh, if it's on the table, I can take. But will I take the little sauce jar? Maybe. Girl. <laughs> now, 
Now that's stealing. When you're I taking the that. sauce jar. I really jar. don't take the sauce jar. I don't. Only time yeah. I've ever taken the sauce jar is when I asked for it to go and I said I wanted to take this and they didn't bring me back anything to take it with. So I assume. Yeah, you just put it. Yeah, I've seen you do that before, but we ain't going to tell that. Plans. What you did? Oh. You just We lied. Hey. <laughs> it was only one time, guys. If I would have got caught, I would have told on myself. <laughs> but just. <laughs> but just to clear it up, just what she said, she asked them to bring her something back. They didn't, so she just put it in her container. I was like, so wait, I'm supposed to take this because I asked. So yeah. it was like, hey. So, so, in the first scenario, we both telling. In the second scenario, I'ma just tell them myself because I can't watch you go down for something that I did. First of all. I'm definitely not going down. You're going to stick beside me. I'm a ride or die. I'm not going down. I'm going. I am doing the truth shall set us free. Just because I'm telling, why does that make me not a ride or die? The truth don't never set nobody free in actual criminal situations. Like, (laughs) you're going to jail. But but God will be pleased. God will be pleased. But all I have to say, listen, you already know how I feel about telling on myself. I'm not... Sir, I I don't know what you're Ask talking about. Ask for forgiveness about. later. Ask I don't know what you're talking later. about, sir. No, because I never had it. I never dropped it. Did you see her with it? No, sir, I didn't. Well, technically, don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it. Just omitting information, not lying, because mm-hmm. I ain't see her with it. I don't know what you're talking about. And I would hope that you would lie <laughs> and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. I can't confirm or deny that I would lie. I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, guys, in a moment. she 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 gonna send herself to jail, and I'm gonna be free as a bird. I'll visit you, and I'm gonna you know put money river. on your books. I'll put money on your books. I got you, girl. I got you. But guys, <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much for listening on tonight. We gave you a little bit of serious. We gave you some laughs tonight, and we appreciate you guys for coming to listen. You can always find us yes. on IG at Golden under, underscore Perceptions, on Facebook at Golden Perceptions Podcast. You can also follow us, friend, on Spotify. Yep. And click that notification bell, which she usually says, but I'm going to say it for her tonight. Click that notification bell so that you get all notifications and you are aware when we upload our new episodes. And let us know. Oh, I forgot to give our Gmail. Our Gmail is what, friend? Goldenperceptions.kn at gmail.com. Woohoo! Okay. You got no face with me. I can see it on your face. I can see it. I'm going to say woohoo. Yes, guys. Uh, hit us up. Email us. Do whatever it is you feel you need to do. We like hearing from you guys. Let us know what you tell. Let us know have you been in a self idolization situation. We love hearing from y'all. But until next time, bye. Peace.